I can't tell you how glad uh, I am to be here with you today after what was a harrowing, harrowing moment of my life about 164 hours ago. Let me set the scene, but before I do, let me bring in the two people that are the reason you listen slash watch this show. Kristen Alanius, Damien Dent. Hello. Hello. Good day. Almost died last week. Oh. But but not an officially like an official almost death like a near miss none of that it was more of the prospect of at any moment things could have gone hairy and the show would have officially been called Kristen and Co. Dame, let me set the message for you here, okay? Mm-hmm. The message, That's right. whatever. Driving to Memphis as my daughter once tried to convince us it's called Memphis without the H, just Memphis. <laughs> she has the confidence of a. A middle-aged man sometimes and when she was nine years old she tried to convince us that it's in fact memphis tennessee and that went on for six months anyway we're driving to memphis theodore his soccer coach and i last friday afternoon now you're driving from indiana to indianapolis specifically to memphis you, you don't really feel as though a blizzard is going to nearly take your life <laughs> especially when when you leave There's literally nothing happening meteorologically. So you get on the drive, you make it to Effingham, Illinois, and you see, well, you don't see the giant cross that's in Effingham, Illinois, because it's whiteout conditions. Somehow, some way, I don't know what a squall is, although I think it could be a small chicken. There is a squall. Dame, there is a massive, massive amount of snow that just happened like like uh bad b movie dump fake snow onto a scene and it's such a ridiculous mount dame that it's unbelievable in nature are you tracking so far yeah i am in, very intrigued so we take the left if you will head south in effingham to i think you're on 57 heading towards memphis and it gets worse and worse and worse there's it's now down to one lane there's probably four inches of five inches of depth of snow there's no salt trucks no anything blowing wind whiteout conditions damn for about four hours we saw at least 60 slide offs wow two cars in front of me dare i say a sandwich for you i saw a person lose the back end and go head into the retaining wall, mm. uh, popping out uh, their airbags and then spilling their door open. And the person's like this. Then on the other side, you see a semi come down through the median, through the ditch, save it by keeping it in the lane, but then jackknifing against a rock wall and the ditch, therefore making passing north impossible so this is going on for hours and hours and i'm just trying to get to memphis right why so 11 year old boys can kick a soccer ball against each other and we made it and i'm here with you today hello at what point did you say memphis can wait amazing question fair question it wasn't an option, Dame. You couldn't pull over the shoulder or because there was no shoulder and you would get hit. You, you couldn't 
go off an exit because you're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like it was just getting worse and worse. You just had to get through it. And the weird thing was, you know, this is a giant tournament in Memphis where a lot of people from both Indiana and uh, Illinois and Missouri and all these different places are going to. As you get there on Friday night into Saturday morning, literally every single person is telling the same story because it all sort of happened to everyone. And then the crazy thing was, you were starting to figure out the timeline of the storm. Oh, I was there 30 minutes before you, or I was there 30 minutes after you. It was wild, but I'm alive. May yeah. I also say, I mentioned on the show possibly last week, I ended up getting a different car. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's all wheel drive. Right oh, on. it's all wheel drive. And that's where I felt the Lord smiled on my household. It's a great financial decision, Peter. <laughs> Probably you not. Come. You know how I know you don't mean that because you called me Peter. Peter, yeah. No, I was speaking for the Lord. Kristen, how's your life? Uh, it's good. A little busy, but we're we're doing well. How, is social energy um, on a scale of one to ten. Where is it right now? Um, very depleted because I hosted a party last weekend. So this is more of like a recovery weekend. Last weekend, you yeah, did, that must have been a heck of a party for it to deplete you for a week. Was it well, Memphis? It, no, just did a brisket on the Traeger, had a bunch of people over for the NASCAR race that got delayed. So then we watched Purdue lose, and just an afternoon of a lot of fun and a lot of friends. So, Dame, where's your social tank? I'm in a pretty good spot right now. Uh, see the the end of of swim season just over the uh, the next horizon, so we're gonna have a little bit of uh, at home time or more at home time for the family. So it's a a sprint to the finish for us. And Chris asked a really interesting question in the live chat. What kind of party depletes a person yeah. for an entire week? Like Kristen, did you have uh, too many uh, no uh, ranch waters? Like what's going I, on there? I did not. Gentlemen, I actually didn't drink at all. Um, it's just that I have a lot of, I like to be like the perfect toast. And so making sure everyone is like, <laughs> making sure everyone is like taken care of, like, do you have anything to drink? Like I'm like cleaning up the kitchen. And so it just like, there's, a, I put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure everyone has a good time, I guess. Dame, I think it's time to test whether she really is the perfect host by asking a series of questions that we oh, believe no. makes a perfect host. So I can, may I begin, I'll, I'll help you understand the spirit of this Dame. Continue, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, continue. Kristen, were there pigs in a blanket? No, <laughs> that's, minus, your criteria. that's what six. you eat with. Yeah. There was a brisket. Was there barbecue meatballs with grape jelly Midwest style? <laughs> no. Dame. Were, was there a crock pot full of small smoky winners with barbecue sauce? Little smokies. No, yeah. it was brisket vibes. It was brisket tacos, brisket sandwiches, brisket nachos. It was like every variety of brisket was available. I'm sensing a porkless party. That's true. Not the perfect host. No one. Try, try again. Sorry. No, no one that attended the party raises hogs. So don't ever invite me to a party if there's not going to be swine to dine. Yeah, I'll I'll revoke your future invitations. Uh, Lee says hello. I saw Lee last night at a soiree, a business 
slash celebration function situation. And can I, can I tell an I don't have time for this today, unfortunately. Like we've got to go because I have to do a thing at the top of the hour. But I have to tell this story. And it's in uh, Leah's witnessed it. Awkward moment last night. Awkward moment. So, first of all, I'm at a concert venue last night. It's a concert venue business party thing. So, I'm in this concert venue and I'm thinking to myself, of course, with Kristen's face she's making right now, like, how uncomfortable am I at a concert venue? Were you sick? Yeah. No, no. I mean, there was the concert, there was a concert. And then I left at the in the middle of the first song because I'm, I, you know, music and me and, and live. And, and so, Dame, I'm there and, and they're playing on this very large screen, a video tribute to, to, to why we're there. And as part of that tribute, I was actually interviewed uh, to, to talk about what, what, what was happening, along with a bunch of other business leaders and, and whatnot. And it's a very well done video. So it pops up on the giant screen dame my my head looked like barry bonds's head when he was <laughs> allegedly taken at some point in time my head got giant i looked like a a macy's thanksgiving parade float uh balloon there was various people interviewed my head it looked like like remember when rosie o'donnell's head seemed like it was very large yeah, yeah. my head looked giant it was like barry bonds rosie o'donnell somehow started a family and i was their love child and that was the size of my head last night could i potentially convince you for halloween this year just to walk around with like little ropes hanging off of your body at different places and say you're an escaped macy's day float uh. <laughs> we're at week six so dave that's amazing <laughs> I, I didn't laugh like super loud but that's very funny and it, and it deserves a check so mark for you. I'll, I'll try and do a little bit better, but uh, six weeks we'll, in a row. We'll start. Dave, I'm look, I'm not in a place where I'm I'm really uh, loving my I'm loving my body right now. Dad, we know we want to shame anything. Sure. However, that was humbling. Like my head looked Chris, I, I don't know. It looked it, you were go to like the state fair and they've got like the world's largest gourd or like a pumpkin situation going on. I look like I at least got a, a white ribbon on my head for the size of my, my neck gourd. Oh no. Like reserve grand champion. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Not even, yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. even grand champion. <laughs> Just reserve. What's uh, reserve grand champion? Second place. Second place. I think it's called reserve grand champion. Yeah. Oh my God. Our society is going the wrong direction. Uh, uh, Lee, I'm going to need a screenshot, a, a still uh, of that video. Yeah. Lee, uh, go ahead. Send me, it please. Um, Dame. And here's the thing. I'm used to seeing myself on screen or hearing my voice on this or that. So I'm like, I'm kind of over it. I don't care. There's something about it last night. I think my social energy was low. Or I just had a long day. I was like, I was just, I was just like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, get, get this guy away. Okay, let's start the show in three. Oh, I'm not ready. Oh hey. my gosh. I really have to get going here. Uh, Kristen uh, arranged an interview with a person I have to interview at the top of the hour. So we got to get Sorry. three, two, one this week on the Pete, the planet show. We answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us, ask Pete at Pete, That's ask Pete at Pete, And you know what? 
as of like three weeks ago, I'm actually checking that email. I, it's not to say that that email hadn't been checked. It's just I hadn't personally been checking that email. I had someone doing it. Speaking of someone, I have two of those. One is Kristen Alanius. The other is Damian Dunn. On the count of three, they will say hello together. But the way the audio mixes for the show, you won't hear one of them. That's the funny part. One, two, three. Hello. Hello. Oh, Dame delayed. Hi, guys. Um, so we have got topics today ranging from daily pay huh, to uh, two emails that were sent to ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com that, oddly enough, I didn't read. Okay, so let's begin. Kristen, we got an interesting question from our colleague Chad Force this week. That's mm. Chad Meadows, formerly the drummer of an all-girl band in college. Indeed. <laughs> True. Also drummer for Achilles Last Stand. Which, which is ALS. ALS, good name for a band. Anyway, uh, so, so uh, Chad sent us a question this week, and it was really to, to you and I, he's trying to work through uh, a situation for a client. Mm -hmm. uh, what are your thoughts on earned pay benefits, essentially payday advances on hours already worked i'm not a big fan but want to make sure we're aligned and i'm not missing anything i might be equating it too closely to payday loans kristen do you feel like you can give a simple explanation of this i think so i want to make sure i also understand it and so as i understand it the employee potentially hourly employee we'll just use that example they work on a monday they could then get those wages on a tuesday after their monday shift as opposed to waiting to payday correct that's the way I interpret it. Okay. And, and I still think there is something called daily pay, which is your debit card, if you will, mm -hmm. gets filled up with those days wages at the conclusion of the shift. And then, of course, there's payday advance, which is for in, in many cases wages that have not yet been earned. So it's like an IOU on time. Dame, maybe let's start with the IOU on time. Uh, uh, you can form your own opinion, but I think it's kind of going to go this way. We don't love it for the person, and we don't love the companies offer it? <laughs> I don't know. Very, very convincing. Well, well, said. well I'm, I'm, I, just, I'm, I asked you a question, and I didn't want to make you force you to agree with me, so I tried to go with a little... <laughs> I think that arrangement sets a very tough road for somebody to try and do any significant financial planning, uh, personal financial planning going forward, where you have access to your wages and future wages ahead of time because you, it just seems like you have a never-ending uh, new amount of cash in your checking account available to you to spend however you so choose. Now, I, I completely get it when people feel like they are behind on bills and they want to make that uh, make the that right and spend that money on things that they owe. I, I get it, or or get some food or, or whatever that is. However, when you have that money available to you and you know there's going to be more money tomorrow, it can nudge people in the wrong direction. It allows them to potentially spend money in ways where they should be spending it or saving it elsewhere and it's it's a it's a bad um temptation for to, to dangle in front of some people christine you think we need to do a quick privilege check here uh we probably should have started the segment probably. here yeah yeah we're gonna be talking about folks that are paycheck to paycheck they have some cash flow issues and uh the, the theoretically i guess Kristen would have lower wages 
yeah, hourly that. wages. And so since none of the three of us are in that situation, we want to talk about this observationally and not judgmentally. Is that a reasonable uh, disclaimer? I think that that was perfect. So can I ask the two of you a question as an observer? So first, a little bit of backstory. So there's a very big financial institution that offers essentially advances on future paychecks. Lehman um, Brothers. Is it Lehman Brothers? It is. <laughs> Bear Stearns. He's a genius. Oh. So, but I, and I've observed a lot of those situations where people will pull from their future check and the incentive for that institution to do that was because then they would turn around when people continued to get further and further behind. And then they'd be like, oh, well, actually, we can offer you a personal loan. And I felt like that setup was very predatory. That's SoFi? No. <laughs> oh. And uh, I I thought that that setup was, was predatory in a lot of cases. Where's What's the angle for the employer offering this? Uh, I have a I have a theory. Who is it? I want to know. I don't know if I should say on the well, air. Slack it to me. I'll say it on the air. Oh, well, it's <laughs> then I might as well say it on the Who's air. It? It's Navy Fed. Navy Fed. Oh. Navy Federal Credit Union. Oh, okay. So now where I'm going? Okay, I see. They, yeah. On if you have an active duty checking account, at least they used to. They used to let you pull from a future paycheck because they knew the money was coming, and then people would come to me with personal loans because they continued to get further and further behind. And so I understood from a business perspective, not an ethical perspective, why they would do that. I don't get the employer's angle here. All right, so Dame, I have it. First of all, that's uh, uh, we're not going allegedly. We're just saying sort of this is our uh, our observations, anecdotal observations around what just happened. That's terrible. Dame, here's my theory on this. Kristen just grimaced. It's okay. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Uh, Dame, my theory on this is employers love to offer benefits that people use, and therefore they're deemed popular benefits that people are appreciative of. Um, I know in the midst of what uh, business we've conducted in the last several years that sometimes employers are making these uh, financial wellness benefits like daily pay uh, part of their roster because of this, because people love it and people use it. But that doesn't mean it's a it doesn't mean it's a good thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm struggling. I'm trying to think of another example of a benefit that is offered to individuals that they really probably shouldn't use if, if at all possible. Um, I don't know. I, it seems like this is really an odd one and, and I don't, uh, I don't get it on YouTube live right now, Robert, uh, no last name. It's like Jack a or Prince noted tipped employees get paid every day at end of shift and make it work. Kristen, what say ye? Have you ever worked in food service? I mean, clearly you're the queen of hosting parties. Mm. It doesn't serve little smokies, but do you, uh, have you ever been in food service? I've not worked as a tipped employee. I've worked like in that space, but I wasn't, I was making an hourly wage. All right. So what about this tipping idea? D does it work or is it just, you know? I, that's hard because it's based on your, your observed experiences. And I have a lot of friends who have worked in this space who feel like they have to take that next shift because they're financially working. Like they are 
their bills need to be paid by that shift. And I don't know, could just be my anecdotal experience, but I think that saying that um, people make it work, maybe some people do, maybe some people don't. I fell down a TikTok hole one uh, evening and, oh, no. and, oh. and and watched somebody who is a, a server budget their month. Uh, it was a week, actually, based off of the tips they received and what bills needed to be paid. It was really kind of fascinating to watch them go through and try and plan out their life based on the money they did or didn't earn because the expenses didn't change. So with less than a minute left and the fact that we've not answered the question, um, the question is, what do we think about when a person has earned the wage and to have it pay out? Um, I don't think it's the greatest thing in the world, but I also don't, you're not borrowing against anything. It's more of just a, a cash flow budgeting issue. So do you have a, do you have a massive, massive issue with it? Despite it not being our preference? Does anyone have like a no way? No, no. Okay. So probably not the best way to do it, but also not the worst thing. I, I, what I would want is it to not become a pattern. And what I think the three of us know is it will absolutely become a pattern. And yep. that's why we have some pause. And with pause, let's pause the show. We'll be back in uh, just a bit. Uh, taking your questions. Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com. think I've ever done an outro with .com. All right. <clears throat> Which one are we doing? Uh, which one are we doing first here? We do the Ian. Yeah, old friend Ian. Let's let's bring okay, him. Let's, back. let's hit it now because uh, I I I talked too much early. Three, uh, yeah, go ahead. Two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show, Dame. Pete. Okay, we get questions from time to time. Uh, emailed at askpete at petetheplanner.com. And here is one from our old friend, Ian, in Chicago. <laughs> Greetings, Kristen and co. Hello again. And I hope 2024 is treating y'all well. Time out. Granted. Not born in Chicago, is he? No. Said y'all. Yeah. Uh, I have a bit of a money question that I've been considering this past week that I thought might make good for a good conversation on the show. My organization just went through a sudden round of layoffs. And while I'm safe for now, my team and I were notified that our positions will be terminated at the end of October unless new revenue is found. Timeout. Aggressive, but I'm so sorry. That is a, that is disconcerting information. Uh, and I, I am, I'm expressing empathy to you. But Dame, I do need to take a weird left turn here. The phrase, unless new revenue is found, is really hitting me in a weird spot. <laughs> <laughs> are they just expecting folks to go around and pull up couch cushions in the office and see what they can dig up or what? I don't know. As someone who's in charge of a sales team and, uh, and that has a meeting in like an hour, uh, I'm going to be like, uh, have we found any new revenue? Anyway, <laughs> continue on. Admitting that that's a while away, I've been thinking about how to sure up my finances ahead of October in case I cannot find a new role before that deadline and or additional funding to fund my team isn't found for my team. Running through all the options. Example, front-loading my 401k, so I max that out before Q4, cutting expenses like streaming services, paying down credit card debt, continuing to repay myself for the car and increase liquid savings versus paying down more debt. I'm curious if you have either a list of other money moves that would be the gold standard for someone in this position or a list of some pitfalls. I've been never been through a future... You know what? Let's just let's just stop there. It's just very, in, in Ian style, it is... He, he is the James Patterson of emailers. It's very long. It's like the grapes of wrath. Um, and also, Kristen, have you ever heard someone give 
two more glaringly different examples like front loading a 401k to max it out and cutting streaming services <laughs> those on the opposite sides i i have it but it makes me really proud of of ian i think that that's phenomenal that you're willing to make the little sacrifices as you go and also make the contributions that future you deserves so go ian he did list in, in point number five, and we didn't even make it to point number one. <laughs> While this was a long email, it was a full 50 words less than my one last March progress. You know, it, <laughs> that's hilarious because we didn't even get there. <laughs> that's that's Pete's attention span for some of these emails. Just Dame just whatever. swallowed an entire Indian family. Yeah, I did. did. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> we hit mute and clear your throat, baby. We don't, we can't we can't ribbit answers to people. No. Kristen, where do you begin with this? I perhaps am a little more on the conservative side here, knowing first of all, I do not if if you came to me and you were like, so Kristen, you're gonna be fired in October. Um, but we'd like you to stay until then. I don't I I I really like you guys, but like <laughs> I don't know if that is something that I could do to be like, I'm hoping that I'm still gonna be around, but I might not be. I think that's a hard thing. I absolutely agree, Ian. The first thing, the first money move Ian needs to make is start interviewing for new jobs immediately. By, uh, I'd say budget for thick resume paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back in the early 2000s, which is the last time I think I interviewed for anything uh, other than the random things, I, I had such nice resume paper that it had a, a thick watermark to it that you couldn't even see my bad qualifications because the watermark to the paper was so, so defined. And I was like, wow, what do people still do that? Or they, I guess there's PDFs now, right? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's, I think anyway, there's technology now. Yeah. A thousand percent start looking for a gig, right? Yeah, I, I don't know how that's not the answer. And maybe he is. Maybe maybe it's already going down. But I don't know what it, the second answer would be. Honestly, I well, just start looking. Okay. Well. Okay. Hey, help me with this. He's talking about front loading the four hundred one k, which I appreciate. And I, and of course, I didn't make it far enough in his yeah. email to know if he had a cash position. Does he, he have does. cash position? Yeah. Yes. I was going to say just stack cash. Yeah. Instead of of front loading the four hundred one k, how much cash did he say he had? Uh. Seven in an emergency fund and ten in a CD. I more cash. Yeah, more cash. Yeah, because the reality is, is that if Ian decides to stay around and they can find more revenue, or if Ian goes to a different job, you can always be more aggressive with those four hundred one k contributions toward the end of the year. But if we lose income, we lose our ability to stash cash, and I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think at one point we knew how much money it took to sustain Ian's house, but I don't think that we have it in this email. So nope. that's not helpful. Here, over the years, we we've read enough of these emails, and and in the course of you all's work, you've read enough emails where you just grow to trust the person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think in this circumstance, it is fair to say I ultimately trust Ian to make a good decision. Right. I mean, now th th there's there's different ways to look at this, but I think he might be getting a little too cute with the front loading the 401k thing, given he's only got $17,000 in an emergency fund. 
would your uh, level of trust change, Pete, if if Ian hears this and writes us back and says, you know, I'm I'm just going to stick it out. I'm not going to interview for any other jobs. I'm not going to look. I'm going to ride this ship down, or I'm going to uh, make it through. Would would your uh, opinion of level of trust change at that point? That's an interesting question. Are you saying that like I wouldn't trust his judgment to be realistic enough to look for a backup? Yeah. What do you have? You have forward knowledge on this? Do you think that's the thing? Or are you just playing? No, I'm just curious because uh, he, I, as much as we know about Ian, and we we know thousands of words about Ian at this point. Oh, uh, it, it it just strikes me as odd that he wouldn't have thought of looking for a, a second job at this point or a, a backup job. What if? what if this is like a really high paying position or what if Ian's in a really niche field or what if this company culture is okay? Maybe the revenue isn't there, but maybe this is just like the best place that Ian's ever worked. Like I certainly think there could be reasons beyond the financial and October's still a long way away. I mean, maybe to start the third quarter, Ian starts looking for jobs. So I think that I do trust Ian's judgment because I think potentially Ian's being proactive about a decision to be proactive to look for other jobs. Can we take a weird turn on this? So layoffs, I understand. And I understand they they can be a harbinger for what is to come, but that advanced knowledge, like how much advanced knowledge is appropriate (laughs) in a circumstance like this? Is it look, transparency is a beautiful thing. Uh, But is it eight months does seem like a lot of runway to warn somebody about uh future layoffs i he did say that they are they are already laying people off and if things don't change eight months is going to be a line in the sand but man that seems like a lot could change in eight months this is where this is starts to get a little gross for for <laughs> for me of the ceo of a tech startup right like i'm discussing because it's like I know things, you know, and, and uh, um, it, it's interesting because if he's not on the revenue team, and by the way, who's on the revenue team, everybody? Everyone. Everybody. Everyone's on the revenue team. If, if he is not actually in a revenue producing position, then he's the, what's basically being said is, hey, if the sales team doesn't sell, sell stuff, you all lose your jobs. Like that yeah, seems like a strange dynamic. Yeah, maybe a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Interesting. Ian, feel free to send real details, uh, additional details, um, and I will clear out the storage on my inbox to make room for that email. There we go. All right, coming up after the break, another email question. I haven't read it yet, so it could be good, could be bad, could be the last week of our show. Who knows? I'm Pete the Planner, and this is the Pete the Planner Show. Poor Ian. Ian gives us all these details, and you're like, "If you'd like to give us more details," and we didn't even read Ian's details on well, here. Yeah, he's like he's, he's giving us details about a Subaru. And I'm like, well, I don't was the last care. time you talked to us. Oh wait, did Dame just shared an image? It's my giant head at this party last night. <laughs> can, we, can we show this on the air? Hold on, I, we don't have time for this, but we must. <laughs> we must. Okay. Uh, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna show this to everyone right now that is is streaming. This is the size of my head last night at this business thing. I I, I got really bad news for you. It's the size of your head today too. Oh no! Wait, hold on. That's not it. It's not up. Okay, hold on. So everyone, relax. 
Oh my gosh. What a hideous creature. Okay, hold on. Relax. Hold on, everybody. <laughs> what? Damn, it looks, I mean, you know me super well. That's a really large hat. I, that, that, that is bad angle or something, or lighting potentially. I mean, it's look it, at the ver- size of that. Very shadowed on that one side. It's like Sputnik. It's like yeah. that thing landed on my head last oh, no. night. Sputnik wasn't nearly that large. Beamed image. Look at the size of that melon. Is that what I look like? No. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, what? I didn't shave <laughs> my eye. I'm well like, prepared. Jeez. Oh, my Lord. David says it's bulbous. <laughs> it does look like it looks like a, a lollipop you wouldn't buy your kid at Disney. That's how big it is. Wow. Oh, oh my. Well, look at that. Okay. <laughs> Let's be done with that. That was awful. Oh, okay. Brian says it's not that bad, but it kind of I, I believe Brian. It's so big. Okay, let's go. In three... Oh, wait. We got to get back to... Uh, I don't know what to do. Three, two, one. We'll figure it out on the fly. Back on the Pete the Planner show, reading emails from people from the internets, answering them the best we might be able to. Um, all right. How, Kristen, did that describe what this is? I think that that felt representative of what today's show spends so far. Is yeah. this the privilege one? Yes. Hello. Oh, wait. Uh, Dame, I was reading the email. Oh, hi. I was yeah. going to say you're in control, but uh, you didn't seem like you were terrible. Hello. Control. There you go. Hello. Try again. Yeah. What? First, let me, acknowledge, <laughs> let me acknowledge this question comes from a place of privilege. I do like when people check the privilege at the door. Uh, I didn't even call a timeout there. I'm sorry. I feel like we're currently checking off all of the boxes, saving in 401k, saving in 529s for our two kids, maxing out Roth IRAs, low rate 15 year mortgage, no car payments, maxing out HSA. Man, I kind of wish this person was single um, because this is attractive. It's very attractive. Like, Kristen, yeah, we, if you're on like a dating website or something like this, like a, a match.com, a 401k match.com, it's financial romance. Oh, I just came up with a new business. No, yeah. you didn't. Oh, no, man. you didn't. <laughs> what? Have you apparently, we can't blow up the segment, but you just apparently haven't talked to Ellie this week. Is it a thing? Not for 401ks, but for credit scores. <gasps> what? Yeah. I don't want to blow up. The segment. This is the segment. <laughs> but wait, wait, wait. Segment blown up. There's a dating website based on credit scores? Yes. Ellie sent it to me this week and was like, have you seen this? And it was like on Instagram reels or something. And um, there is now a dating service where people are matched based on their credit score. And if I recall, you have to have a minimum score to okay. sign up. <laughs> Could it be like called like FICO or FIDO? Where it's like the person's got a good score, they're a dog. Oh, that's what I would call Fico or Fido.com. That was pretty quick, actually. Well, that's my um, job. I'm literally the only thing I'm good at is coming up with turns of phrase within three seconds. It's my only talent. Yeah. Not yours. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm kidding. Um, okay, back to the email. In addition to the above, my spouse and I also feel very strongly about continuing to save in non-retirement investments. We've been saving and living like this since we were married 13 years ago. We've had a couple of small inheritances, company buyouts that we've saved instead of spent. 
when we were both working and childless for the first seven years of our mortgage, uh, marriage, we lived mostly off one salary. Now I stay at home with our two children, ages three and six. Whew. Which brings me to my question. How do you set good financial goals? My husband feels we should continue to invest in our non-retirement savings, which I would be fine with, except that we have no goals for that money. Any suggestions? Uh, I, I, do I have to read any more of this email? I feel like I'm good. I think um, Yeah, you're probably all right. Okay. Signed. Oh, no name. No name. Okay. I actually, I can't believe this is an email because Mrs. Planner and I were talking about this last night as the future state version of this couple. What? Okay. So we, okay, let me, let me explain. We were, this is us, right? I mean, this is a very similar situation here. Um, We have a, a specific fund, very specific fund that we've been saving in that didn't have a financial goal. So like the, when we first got married, I think Mrs. Planner put like 2,500 bucks in like a mutual bond. And then every month, literally since then at NAV, she's been putting in 50 bucks and it's like 50 grand now, but it literally said we were, that's because we're really old. Right. Sure. Yeah. But there's never been a purpose for this money. It was just literally saving to non-qualified money for whatever. And so we're having this conversation here in the last couple of days revolving around, okay, well, now I think we have an idea for that money and it feels weird, Dame, because we never really had a goal for it. So is it in fact good because now we're flexible or had we been saving towards something more directly, would it be more gratifying? Do you have an opinion on that? I think you can go either way. I, I What I do know is that you need to have a very open and frank discussion about appropriate uses for that money or agreed upon uses for that money. Now, it maybe somebody says, you know what, I, I just want to have an additional fund for retirement. I think that's a, a potential for that non-qualified account. But maybe there's vacations. Maybe you've got two kids. Maybe there's going to be a wedding that has to be paid for in there. Maybe the 529 savings isn't going to be enough and you want to have a little overrun on you know, for, for uh, additional college costs. The point is you have to know what you are going to allow yourself to dip in there with or within there for so you don't dip in there for everything. Now, it sounds like the other side of this equation, the the non-emailer doesn't want to dip into there for anything, but you have to be able to free yourself up to use that money or it's just going to sit there and grow and grow and grow. And you're going to find yourself, gosh, I I don't know what in the world I want to do that with. It's, it's uh, just, it's a, it's a bigger problem waiting to grow if you don't address it now. Kristen. Can I bring up something that I didn't get good vibes about that may not have been the intention of the emailer, but reading between the lines a little bit gave me pause. Oh, I'm so excited for whatever comes out of your mouth next. Well, because this could turn into a controversy. This might yeah, make it to Reddit. It it's probably going to feel controversial, and I this could not be representative of their situation. But the emailer is a stay at home mom, sure, and their spouse, their husband works. This is going to get controversial. And she said, "Any suggestions I make, my husband feels aren't necessary or realistic, but has no thoughts on what the money's for." I don't love that. It feels like 
it feels like there maybe isn't um, the same value placed on what she wants to do with the money. And I maybe that's not the intention, but I don't love it. Can I ask another really uncomfortable question to follow that one up? Yeah. What if the na- money is just in his name and it's not a joint tenants account? I really don't like that. And and also because of the things that she mentions, vacations, babysitting, eating out, like those feel like things that would improve more of potentially her like social battery being a stay at home mom. And again, we could be, I could be totally off base here reading into something that's not there, but I don't love that. Man, I don't know what to say. Um, interesting. Here's the thing that could both be the case and it could also not be the case. Absolutely. Right. So this isn't like a, aha, this is more of like, this could be, uh, again, I, I also view this is the, this is me 10 years ago, by the way. I mean, this, I, I am part of this email 10 years ago. Uh, so it is interesting. Saving towards nothing does sort of save towards something as long as you have the wherewithal to identify that maybe we need to to put this towards something. And, and, and I, I'm not trying to add mystery to my situation. Dame, I was talking to uh, one of our board members, a friend of mine yesterday, uh, and he said, uh, I've got three summers left uh, with the kids in the house. Mm-hmm. He's like, that is three summers of family vacations left then we will never have those family vacations the way they are again (laughs) and he goes i am assigning a great value to that and i i I got done with that conversation i was like holy cow i never thought of that yeah in those terms and so that's why i went back to mrs planner i was just like you know this chunk of money that we always just sort of laugh and open the statement and think wow uh, it's interesting how over 24 years money can grow uh, with $50 deposits. You wonder if that like starts to take on a different purpose to like uh, uh, satisfy experiences that will can no longer exist uh, after a certain time frame. So, hmm, I don't know. I've overshared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going on a $50,000 vacation, everyone. Calm down. How about three $15,000 vacations? Now you're talking. All right. Coming up after the break, biggest waste of money of the week and the news right here on the Pete the Planner show. I'm Pete the Planner. It was four additional seconds of Johnny Cougar for them right there. Kristen. I don't want to say you're on to something. I think that, but I do think what you said is possible, right? I, I, yeah, it's right. One of those things like it, it's like a, a LSAT, like uh, just because it's this, it doesn't mean it's that, but it's sort mm-hmm. of like that is in the realm of possibility, but I don't think it is certain. I, I agree. I also think that her, the, I think I would feel differently if the husband had sent the email, but knowing that the email came from the person who potentially feels like they're not being heard is what kind of pushed me to be like, I'll also say again, 10 years removed from this situation, it, that 
oh, we don't have time for this. <laughs> that evolves to different conversations. Like you get into the default parent conversation and like, what is that? What, what, what does it mean? What are the implications? What are the, the mental and emotional burdens of being the default parent? Um, and again, 10 years removed from this exact situation, it's not marginal. It's a, it's a thing. And it is, and it sneaks up on you because it works. And then, and then you're like, holy cow, I don't actually know the kid's, uh, pants size. And then you're thinking, well, that's trivial. No one cares, but it's like, yeah, that and 10 million other pieces of information that I don't know means that the burden of that goes on one person. Mm-hmm. And how do you act, how do you explain to a person that uh, you don't know the kid's sock size is a problem for me without it sounding ridiculous when in fact it is a problem? You know, mm-hmm. that's where I think this actually heads. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna do something here, uh, Kristen. I hope you don't get upset at me, listener. If there's more that you want to share with us yeah. and and just get. Uh, it, not necessarily for radio show or anything else. If there's anything else you want to share with us and uh, and talk through, yeah, send another email. Kristen and I'd be happy to take. I mean, Pete, maybe I don't know if you really want Pete's advice on this <laughs> or not, but uh, it, it, Kristen and I'd be happy to to uh, exchange some some emails with you and see if we can we can maybe give you some help in this this case. And feel free to tell me I'm wrong. I'm yeah, I could please. totally be wrong. Yeah, I don't think anyone actually wants my advice <laughs> at this point, and I'm okay with that. And then they shouldn't seek it. That's not a, that's not like, woe is me. That is like, seek better sources. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can. Well, man, where'd my emails go? Oh, biggest waste of money a week went away. Here it is. Okay. Sorry, everybody. In uh, three, two, one. This week's biggest waste of money of the week right here on the Pete the Planner show is... Oh, that's not it. Oh, here it is. The Nike Zoom pickleball shoe. Oh, my God. Whether you're digging, dinking, or trying to barrel a ball down the line after scrolling down a split set, timeout. Granted. Dame, uh, pickleball fella? I haven't played pickleball since high school in gym class. Time out on a timeout. Double timeout. Kristen, what? there's no way pickleball existed in the 1990s. That's what I was thinking. Dame, sure. Are I'm, you a I'm, liar? No. No, I am no not. No way. I can put you in touch with somebody that I graduated with in Indianapolis. They're still living? Confirm. Yeah, they're still living. Yeah, believe it or not. Okay, Kristen, can you Google, uh, do you have the ability to quickly Google something? When was pickleball invented? Yeah, of course I can. Keep reading. Uh, Andrea uh, backs me up there, by the way, uh, in our our, uh, stream from our live listeners. 1965. What? There weren't even pickles in 1965. And if they were, they weren't shaped in ball form. Anyway, the question is, Dame, digging, dinking, and trying to barrel a ball. What in the world are these words? I, I don't remember all of them. We were just teenagers trying to hit that thing as hard as we could and make welts on the people we were playing against. That I appreciate. Um, an air zoom unit helps keep you fresh when in the middle of a long rally or volley at the net. Ideal for getting to untouchable shots, both near and far. How much are Nike pickleball shoes? Kristen. 
A hundred and seventy-three dollars. Jeez, I'm gonna go with a hundred and thirty-five. Hundred and twenty dollars. I mean, damn, I don't know about you, but I feel like I've got too many shoes for too many things as is to have a distinct pickleball shoe. Yeah. Well, I mean, they may be non-market. They, you know, certain courts may have certain requirements, and you have to have a special non-marking sole. Is that where you're going? Yes. Beautiful, Dan. What's it look like? President Biden canceled $1.2 billion of student loan debt. Nearly 153,000 people got an email from the White House yesterday notifying them that they no longer owe the Department of Education any money because of President Joe Biden's new save repayment plan. The program's first wave of total student loan forgiveness, which comes almost six months ahead of schedule, applies to anyone who has been paying on small federal loans of $12,000 or less for at least 10 years. The Biden administration says it has canceled a total of 138 billion U.S. dollars in federal student loans, which the president is looking to emphasize on the campaign trail. Kristen, you are our resident student loan expert. Thoughts? True. So this is, I think, Pete, you actually were the one who said it back in. Was that October-ish, the fall of 2022, when we heard about student loan forgiveness in mass? You said, I actually think that the changes to repayment might be the real news here, mm-hmm. I think is what you said, or something to that effect. And you nailed it. You, um, you're you exactly right. And so what we saw is student loan forgiveness for borrowers who, um, the, the blanket rule is if you owed less than $12,000, that you only had to pay for 10 years. So those enrolled in the new repayment plan saw student loan forgiveness or will see student loan forgiveness. Uh, Dame, the funny thing about Kristen saying I was right is actually the most on-brand thing about me is that I don't actually remember saying that, <laughs> which that that in itself is why I'll, I look, I will take credit for anything that I'm given credit for, yeah. especially when I don't remember. Dame, we ask this question every time we do a story like this. Is this more about the headlines? Or is this more about forgiveness? Yes. I I mean, as soon as you could answer why the email had to come from the White House on a Department of Education thing, I think you'll figure out what... That's actually a fair point. And again, I want the student loans forgiven. That's the weird thing. But to Dame's point, the press release came from the White House? I don't know. I'm sure the I'm sure the White House had its own press release, but the uh, the notification to the student or the, the borrower came from the White House. I would also like to point criticizing one side of the issue doesn't mean you love the other side of the issue. It's just actual honest criticism of an issue. Yeah, they're politicizing something even more than it already is. Well, are we politicizing it by saying that they're politicizing it? I'm doing it in an appropriate way. <laughs> inappropriate? No, inappropriate. What else is in the news? Things travelers must navigate in 2024. The snow squalls south of Effingham. Snow squalls in Effingham. Doors blowing off planes. Pilots on mushrooms. That was a real story. That was at the end of uh, 2023. I had to read about it. Yikes. And now higher bag fees. Sure, the first two seem a little bit more potentially fatal. But... American Airlines announced it's raising the cost to check your bag from $30 to $35 if booked online and $40 at the airport. The announcement came shortly after JetBlue and Alaska Airlines made similar changes, part of an industry-wide effort to juice bag prices to offset higher costs for fuel and labor. A report this week found that global bag fee revenue was more than 
X billions of dollars, peak guessing game time, how many dollars were raised for baggage fees last year? $3 billion. Christy. More than that. $33 billion last year from baggage fees alone, up 15% from 2022 for the first time, higher than pre-pandemic levels. And yet, as much as airlines might make off losing your golf clubs on the way to a bachelor party in Scottsdale, baggage fees account for only 4.1% of global airline revenue. Can we go back to the mushroom story real quick? Uh, Yeah. Pilot Jeremy, who, you know, friend of the show, you think he's a fun guy? He has been noticeably absent. Uh, I caught what you were doing there, but he has been noticeably absent. Wait. You, we, this is the rule of the show. We can't laugh at me. Is this like, okay, Dame gets six weeks in a row and then I am not rewarded with laughter? I'd laugh at, at things laughter. that probably don't necessarily require an out loud laugh. I just uh, decided to ignore that one. The, the dumbest part about this whole streak that you've got going on is it's only me laughing because Kristen silent laughs. She doesn't, she just makes a face and leans back. She goes, How dare you assume that our listeners don't laugh? I I know they don't laugh. Uh, Dame, so do you think baggage fees are sort of the overdraft protection uh, of the the flying world? Yeah, additional revenue generation. I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible because if they really wanted to, all they had to do is just boost the price of tickets, but nobody wants to do that. They want to be as cheap as they can up front and then gouge you with additional fees and whatever after the fact. Kristen... I turn into a different person at the airport. Dame and I have flown together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I, Kristen, have not uh, <clears throat> flown together yet. I uh, I get so nervous about having space in the overhead bins for my carry-on, especially under rules like this. This will only make that worse for everywhere except Southwest. Yeah, and nothing makes me more frustrated than when there is a baggage fee, but then you get on the plane and they say there's not room for your bag, so they have to check them for you. And I'm like, you made me haul this through security. You made me do all of this with this bag, and you were just going to take it from me anyway. That is so annoying. Wow. Sounds like a Yelp review. (laughs) Should be. Uh, Dame, what else is the news? With markets rising, consumer confidence holding up, and a wave of companies enforcing return-to-office mandates for many Americans, seems like the perfect time to finally hang up their hats. Indeed, the U.S. recorded 2.7 million more retirees in December than were predicted in models from economists at the St. Louis Federal Reserve, as reported by Bloomberg. Are you surprised by this? This is the silver tsunami, Pete. (laughs) Silver tsunami. A little surprised. I would love to read that paper i'd love to dig into the data there i can send it to you i just wanted to make sure we had time to discuss if we wanted to kristen what do you think 2.7 million more people just threw their hands in the air and waved them like they didn't care uh so they could go play pickleball and hit some barrel shots down the line i'm excited for them but makes me a little nervous when i think about what we know about retirement readiness statistics yeah dame that's where i go too isn't that you read that and you've got to go uh oh there's gonna one be some of, reverse yeah one of the things that they cited was the fact that 401k balances were at very very high levels and we all know how that works out with sequence of returns mm-hmm. let's do this let's part for 167 hours <laughs> thank you for listening to the show We really appreciate it. I'm sending good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner. Have a pleasant week. (laughs) How was that?
Oh, I, I don't do it again. I was. I feel gross. I'm gonna have to like do it again. Just shower at the office. <laughs> oh, what the hell was that? Okay, I do have to go. Um, Kristen, really the queen of hosting parties. I think I do a pretty good job. D- do you make the drinks for people, or do people make their own drinks? Um, m- very few people that I am friends with don't drink drinks that aren't. In a twelve ounce can. So it's a lot of light. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Um, do you run the music? Are you running the the aux cord, so to speak? Um, so this weekend, I would if it was like outside. But this weekend was the Purdue, and then um, the IU game, and then there was another game after that. I think. It so like it was just TV. Seven layer nacho dip. Someone did bring like a <gasps> taco. Uh, yeah, beef dip. Dame, any other questions on whether she really is the best host? I am. <laughs> do you do people leave with like a takeaway bag, like a little like a like a gift bag for children at a birthday party? No, but I tried to send them home with leftovers. <laughs> um, no, no leftover yeah. pork. Any cookies? What, what kind of desserts did we have? Um, mini cupcakes and cookies. And oh, and like a brownie dip with animal so like animal crackers and pretzels. Animal crackers and pretzels and a brownie dip. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. It was delicious. <laughs> she Listen. also eats cottage cheese with Doritos. Okay. Um, when you wake up at five in the morning to start the brisket for everyone, you get to be the best host. So. Uh, I wake up at five in the morning to read the <laughs> New York Times every day. <laughs> Doesn't make me Peter Jennings. We live different lives, man. Okay. So. Before we go, Kristen, are you you're flying somewhere soon? With the, are you going with Jeej to the yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. Tuesday. When is that? Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. I won't just, be here for just the you next and me. Yeah, just you and me next week, Pete. For two weeks. Oh man. I will be on a plane next week, and then I'm on PTO the following. All right. Well, Dame, you're only going to have to make one person laugh for the next two weeks. Just me. So, congrats on week six. So I must go for the rest of you. Stay getting money.